Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show. An idea exchange empowering you to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway Pierce. Well, hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Speedway Show. It is still the beginning of a brand new year, and here's hoping that all of you are off to a wonderful year of blessings and joy and happiness at the beginning of the year. Many of us make resolutions, don't we? And we say things like, I'm going to lose weight, or I'm going to save more money, or I'm going to spend more time with my family, or even... I'm going to learn a new language. Do these sound familiar? Whatever the resolution is, too often by the time January has ended, so has the willpower to follow through. Hopefully this is part of the reason why you are listening to the show today. And uh, the goal of the Speedway Show is to serve as an idea exchange, empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply by improving the quality of our personal, professional, and spiritual life. So today we're going to talk about those ideas and those things that we would like to do and um, how do we actually accomplish our dreams. And uh, the title of our show today, if I didn't mention it, is called Making Your Dreams Come True. And this is actually the kickoff of a new series on how to make our dreams come true and stick to the path that we have chosen to actually accomplish this. With me today is my returning guest, Barbara Hoffmeister, Amazon.com best-selling author of the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours. I'm going to um, suggest to you that you really want to get a copy of this book because we're going to use it as our map and our guide going forward for how we get from the point of failed resolutions to the point of successfully accomplishing the things that we want in life. Barbara has also authored a program, an audio program called Moments to Be, which you can also pick up, and it's really kind of a companion to the the book. And uh, I'm going to ask Barbara to share with us a little bit about those two um, um, publications in a bit. But you can pick up uh, a copy. You can actually click if you forget. I'm going to give you the URL to Barbara's website. It's barbarahoffmeister.com. So that's www.barbarahoffmeister.com. If you forget, you can always get to it from uh, thespeedwayshow.com. If you click on uh, any of her shows, you will find a link to her website directly, and you can also pick up a copy of the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours. You can also find it, gee, surprise, surprise, on Amazon.com. Now, um, Barbara, if I can uh, just stop here for a moment, can you talk to us a little bit about um, the what the the difference is between the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, and the Moments to Be audio program. Oh, sure. Well, first of all, Happy New Year's to you and to all your listeners, Spirit. I am so glad to be back, and I hope for everyone the year has started really powerful because it's 2012, remember, and we are already going towards the end of January. I mean, it's just amazing. Time is flying, so use it wisely. Yeah, the 
the two publications are totally different, actually. Of course, they all go in the direction of personal empowerment, but the book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, is a workbook. It's a, a guidebook, really, that helps people to get from where they are today to where they want to go with their life. And it really takes them step by step by step, starting with, we are starting with Chapter 1 today in the show, so starting with understanding what they really want to becoming who they want to be. So that's, you know, quite a process. It's very interesting for people. I mean, I get amazing feedback for the people who actually do the work. But, of course, I know that not everybody does it. But it's it's uh, really, really helpful, especially if somebody feels stuck. The moments to be the audio program, those are because everybody's so busy, they don't really you know, want to do a lengthy program or anything like that. So I created moments to be, which are just one to three minute uh, long audio tips and tricks and suggestions and inspirational stories, all the things that will sort of get you up and get you going in the right direction. And I made them really short so everybody, I mean, nobody has an excuse anymore because they're one to three minutes, everybody can spare that time, and you can listen to it in your car, for instance, because there's no meditations there, so you can really listen to it at any time of day or night, put it on your MP3 player. So these are ongoing things. It's a yearly. I want to make it eventually. I'm still recording them. I want to eventually make them into a 365 moments to be a year-long program so people have a tip for every day. For everyday living, for living wonderful. a better life. Hmm. Very good. And uh, so, as 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 I said earlier, and as Barbara is reiterating, over the following year, we're going to basically do a deep dive into this idea of how do you make your dreams come true. And uh, we're going to use uh, the workbook to be or not to be. The choice is yours. And um, it's going to. It really is a step by step. I've read it. I've gone through it. It really is a step by step guide that takes you from this is where I am and I have wishes and I have dreams but I haven't quite figured out how to make them happen to actually being able to take the steps that it takes to get from here to the place of the dream. So you're going to need it for the shows because every time we talk to Barbara, we're going to give you an assignment and uh, or a couple of assignments that we want you to complete from this book. So to get the most out of these shows, then we're going to uh, want you to be able to follow along. So, Barbara, I hope you had a fantastic and restful Christmas holiday and New Year. Yes? I did, yes. Very restful, very quiet, and very nice. Well, excellent. So now let's start by talking about New Year's resolutions. Do you actually make resolutions at the beginning of each year? I used to. I don't anymore because I make my resolutions whenever I need to make a resolution. Also, uh, I set a new intention whenever I really need to do it because I want something different or I want something new or bigger, or whatever it might be, and I set that resolution there and then. Because New Year resolutions, the problem with that is that, it, you know, you do it because it's the 1st of January, so it's a new beginning, so let's start with exercising, you know, three times a week. Or let's start with eating better and losing some weight. And we all make these type of promises to ourselves because that's what a resolution is. You make a promise to yourself. And then we don't keep that promise. And because we've done it again and again and again, we don't really believe in those resolutions anymore. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? Well, you do it because you feel like it's the beginning of, beginning of the year, so I should be doing something, but then you just don't yeah. carry through. Yeah, exactly. And And that is, and I tell you why, why that is. Because it requires willpower. In that moment when you make that resolution, you are not passionate, you are not, you know, you don't have a strong burning desire that you want this, whatever you make a resolution about. It's just like, hmm, I should be exercising more. But mm -hmm. it's, 
you know, it, you, you are not really driven to, to really achieve it. So you need willpower to achieve that. And willpower never lasts very long. That is unfortunately the truth. We need to know, we need to be passionate about it. We need to really want it, you know. Sometimes you need pain to do that. You say, enough. I don't want any more of that. I am going to change. Like you did when you got the divorce or whatever it might be. You make mm-hmm. a strong, you said, this is enough. No more of this. I remember when uh, one Jim Rohn story that I love, that um, the the uh, Girl Scout, Girl Scout, the little girl came to his door, and she wanted to sell him some cookies for two dollars. This is quite some time ago, and and he did not have the two dollars to to get the cookies. So she made her sales pitch, and she did really well. And he wanted so much to buy some cookies from her and to help her, but he couldn't because he didn't have the $2. And so he lied to the little girl and told her that he already bought a lot of cookies from some other girl and he really can't buy any more. And he felt so bad about lying to a little girl because he did not have $2. So that was the moment when he made a resolution and said, Never again, never, ever again. I want out of this situation. And this is when he was willing to do whatever it takes to get what he wanted from his life. And that's, those are the moments when we make resolutions that last, when we make a resolution that we really are willing to do whatever it takes to get there. So, in other words, you really should not be driven by the time of year as much as you should be driven by the point in your life when you have that need and yeah, you are mm, motivated to actually do something about it. Exactly. And whether that motivation is positive, you know, you really you want something because you love to have it, whatever it might be, it might be a, a change in your lifestyle, it could be anything really, uh, or... Uh, the opposite, when you feel very strongly negative and you say, no, no more of this. I've had enough. Now it's time to change. And this is when you really stick to your resolutions. What that means, you need a strong enough why, a strong enough reason why you want something. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, what I see also, Spirit, in a lot of people is that they make a resolution, but they don't really... You know, they don't want to take the steps. They don't really want to eat better. They don't really want to exercise. And then a year later, they make the same resolution again because they haven't lost any weight. They are not healthier because they've moved more, you know. So I'm just using that as an example because most of us can relate to it. Uh, yeah. And and uh, then they they say, oh, this stuff doesn't work. And that is not true. It just needs to come from within you. You have to really want it and not from the time of year. And you have to know what you want and why you want it. Those are the two main things, how we get started on achieving a goal, any goal, however big or however small. We need to know what is the outcome we desire. And this is how the first chapter of the book actually starts. It says, start with the end in mind. That means you've got to know what is the big picture of my life. Who do I want to become? What do Mm -hmm. I truly want in this life? That's what Yeah. I was going to say, is there a particular time limit that you should be placing on your goals, or really do they depend on the, the objective itself? They depend on the objective itself. They depend very much on the objective. And objectives also change over time. As you move closer to them, you will, uh, obviously, the challenges will become smaller and smaller because you're getting closer to the outcome that you have envisioned when you started. And then it becomes easier. And you are already looking further. Once you have that type of momentum and you've trained yourself a little bit to do it like that, you will already have a bigger goal, right, that is further out. 
So it's not a matter of time so much. It's a matter of always keeping the outcome that you desire in your mind and, you know, envisioning it. I, I talk about, in the first chapter, we talk also about uh, your vivid vision at the last part mm-hmm. of the first chapter. And that is so important. People talk about it, and they know, a lot of people know. I mean, a lot of people that I coach, they say, oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Oh, yeah, I've, I've written a vision. Yeah, great. So do you read it every day? Do you really envision it? Because that's what a vision is, right? <laughs> We've got to see it. We've got to feel it. And then people say, I can't visualize. Okay, I can't visualize either. I don't see 3D pictures. I don't mm-hmm. see it in color, but I can imagine it. You know, I close my eyes and I just imagine all this good stuff uh, that is happening, will be happening when I get to my goals, right? And I yep. really imagine it in words, in sounds, in smells, whatever it might be. We have to use as many senses as we can. So if you can't visualize in 3D, then visualize in however you can visualize. It doesn't really matter because we all can. If I tell you don't think of a pink elephant, I'm sure immediately you think <laughs> of an elephant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, because you can't think, you cannot not think about what you don't want to think about. I mean, it just doesn't work. So uh, we can all visualize, but we need to do it. That's the point. So... The first thing really to reaching any kind of dream and any kind of on making any type of solu- resolution that you make, any intention that you've set for your life to make that happen is to become really crystal clear what it will look like when you have achieved it. That's what very few people do. If you want to lose weight, just imagine yourself in that beautiful dress if you're a woman, that you saw in the window when you went shopping, you know, recently. And you thought, oh, I wish I could wear something like that. Uh And just imagine yourself in that dress as you walk into a party or depending on what type of clothes it was, you know. But just imagine yourself when you are, when you have reached that goal and you are who you want to become you know, the intention that you set out, the resolution that you've made. You have to see the end result. Otherwise, it's always going to be willpower, and our willpower normally is not that strong. So mm-hmm. we need to really envision ourselves, imagine ourselves. Uh, and then, Oh, my God, how am I going to feel when I'm like that? I'm going to be so proud of myself. I mean, just imagine. I've always been overweight, and, and now I'm... Wow, you know, beautiful, and I've got a shape, and I can wear anything that I want, really. It's just going to look that much better. And really take it to extremes and really imagine in every little detail, and the details are important here, what people are going to say and and think. We don't know what they think, but, you know, we can imagine what they might be thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's up to our own imagination to to paint that picture, and I can tell you one story. Um, sorry, I'm going on. You know me. You can That's stop okay. me. Any, you can stop <laughs> me at any time. But you know, when when the first astron- astronauts went to the moon, uh, they had that as a big picture, and I mean, America really helped them envision envision it, the outcome when the first human being took the first step on the moon, and. They worked towards it. I mean, everybody in that project, thousands of people worked towards that one moment, that one outcome. What happened? They have achieved it, and they came back. And if you read up on these guys, they fell into depressions. I think one of them... Yeah, and I think one of them even killed himself. Uh, I'm not quite sure. Don't hold me to that. But anyway, they they all fell into depressions and, and had a really bad time. And read up on it. And that is, there's one single reason, because they had no more goal. They pushed, 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 almost Mm -hmm. beyond the impossible to get there, right, for that one outcome. And they had no further goals. 
they had no further intentions for afterwards. You know, everything oh. was for that moment. So when they when that moment was done, it was like a total anticlimax, a total collapse because they were nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, since then, you know, all people that are trained for for this type of a very big uh, uh, missions or even athletes, they always already have the next step after that. So they see mm-hmm. the big dream, the big goal, and then when they as they get closer to it, as it looks more likely that they might achieve it, then they already have the next one that is even bigger. So there's always an inspiration, always a why I need to do this and because as we get closer to the to the peak of the mountain <laughs> that we thought I might not be able to climb. I mean, if you climb Mount Kilimanjaro, for instance, uh, a friend of mine is doing that now for charity, and he's never climbed the mountain in his whole life, and I tell you, he's quite overweight. But he wants to do it, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I donated some money so that he can, you know, he can get his act together, because I don't think it's wise, but I love the idea that he is willing to push himself uh, past what anybody would think is possible for him. And I'm uh-huh. sh- I'm pretty sure that he, if he sticks to it, he will be able to do it. Uh, but when you are at the bottom of the mountain, and in that mountain, especially in Mount Kilimanjaro, you can actually stand at the bottom of the mountain, which you can't do at Mount Everest, for instance, because there's so many other mountains around it. But there you can because it's, it's a single mountain. So you stand at the bottom and you think, I am never going to make it up there. I mean, it's just way too high. But mm-hmm. once you start climbing, you know, you take it slowly. Hopefully they will take it slowly at first. And take your time. And then you're in base camp and you camp out there for a couple of days so you get adjusted to the environment and you can rest a little bit. And then you take the next, you know, you t- go up to the next camp. This is how you can achieve any goal, any dream you have, anything, just break it down into small achievable steps. And the closer you come to the very peak, to the end of your dream, you know, it, there's never an end to a dream, but uh, closer to the outcome that you have visualized, then you need to look for bigger challenges. Why? Because you yep. want to keep yourself excited. And there is no end to that either, you know. So it's, it's concern. I mean, you know me. I'm always excited when I talk about these topics because I know that people can achieve so much more than they are doing. And they are not helping themselves by setting resolutions half-heartedly and then not, not taking action on them and then feeling bad by the middle or end of January, feeling bad because they've let themselves down again. Well, you know, Barbara, the, the, that, that story about the astronauts is so fascinating because you see that in people's lives every day. Mm-hmm. And um, it is, you know, the two times that I've seen it the most with either written about or with my friends or, you know, things that you get warned about is when you get married and when you have children. Because, you know, especially in American culture, we focus so much on the wedding day and how everything has to be perfect on the wedding day and the dress and the bridesmaids and the this and the that. And you see even in the media how we celebrate the wedding day. And there's this whole marriage that comes after this wedding day. And uh, I remember when, when I was planning to get married, I was trying so hard not to focus on too much on the day, the day, the day, because everybody's so happy, everybody's so excited, everybody parties. But then when they all go home at the end of that day, um, you know, you're sitting there looking at each other going, hmm, now what? Now what? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then, and it's the same thing for getting, uh, having children, because one of the things, you know, you do all this research, you know, what should I expect when, when I'm going to have a baby? And one of the things that I read over and over again was that one of the leading causes of postpartum depression was, you know, you're so focused on the birth, the giving birth, the coming of the baby. And then when the baby comes, it's like, huh, 
you know, the fireworks didn't go off, and, you know, the world didn't shake, and, you know, nothing really changed except now you've got this little creature, and if you were drugged and medicated during the process, sometimes that depresses your ability to experience emotion. And so you've got these moms who then have these babies, and I'm looking at this baby, and I'm not feeling this rush of love and amazingness, and I'm not feeling like, wow, (laughs) so they get depressed. And um, it's an interesting thing because I think it happens in people's lives, whether it's in work where you've been looking forward to something for so long, whether it's a big presentation, and then it comes and it goes, and it's like, huh, (laughs) what now? So, interestingly enough, and so now let's take a let's take a quick break, and we're going to listen to one of Barbara's uh, recordings that she has uh, previously done. Let us take a hi. Look. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister dot com with her moments to be. And in our last session, I asked you to create a vision of your ideal day, and I want to use. A quote that I just found, give a lot of thought to your future because that is where you're going to spend the rest of your life. That's by Charles Kettering. Give a lot of thought to your future because that is where you will spend the rest of your life. So look once again at your dream vision of that ideal day and continue to improve it without limitations, without impossibilities. Because they are just in our minds. And if you've gone over it a few times, do it again. You can't do this often enough. And from now on, read your vivid vision at least twice a day. The best time is just after you wake up and before you go to bed. Because you are not ready for anything until you believe it can happen. Until you really trust yourself, until you have faith in your own abilities. Shakespeare said, we know what we are, but we know not what we may be. You see, it's up to you to make that future happen. It is up to you to create who you may be. It's up to you. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with the moments to be. Well, there we have an example of a um, moment to be recording. And, Barbara, I intentionally picked that one because you just finished talking about this idea of creating the vivid vision. And, actually, this is one of the assignments in the first chapter of the book, isn't it? Mm, Yeah, and a very important one, actually, very important one, because it needs to be created in, in detail, you need to, re- I mean, I already talked about that, you need to know what you want. And, and people set goals. They say, I want to make a million dollars. Then ask yourself, why do you want to make a million dollars? Because it's not the money. I mean, what is a pile of green paper going to do on your desk? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just in the way. But it is <laughs> the lifestyle you can create with that. Right? This is why you yeah. want to make lots of money, because you want financial freedom, you want independence, you want to be free to do what you want, how you want, when you want. So that is, for me at least, that's what money means to me. Financial independence to me is independence. I can do what I want, when I want, how I want, more or less, of course, uh, not against others, just in, <laughs> you know, staying in tune with the environment, obviously. But we need to understand what do I want very clearly. And the example of a million dollars is just because I hear that so often. It's not mm-hmm. because it is especially good example, but we can measure that easily. Money is, is easy to measure. So why do you want that outcome? How will that outcome look like? What will your life look like when you have that outcome? And Imagine that in every little detail and pick a particular day, a special day. And uh, with money, it's, I mean, you're never going to have a million, no, don't ever say uh, never, but, you know, <laughs> unlikely to have a million in your bank account or piled up on your desk. 
because you work with it, otherwise it would be a bit dumb. You know, you don't wait until you've filed, you've made a million before you reinvest it in 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 something sensible. So, but let's just imagine that. What would that day look like that you know, without a shadow of doubt, that you've really made that dream come true? That you've gone, for instance, from a size 14 to a size six or eight or whatever might be your dream dress size, uh, what would that day look like? That particular day when you know 100% without any doubt that you've really made it. And it's so important to have such a clear picture. First of all, to say, this is when I know I've made it, because otherwise you're going to walk past that. <laughs> you you. You know, you might be motivated enough, you might you walk towards it, you do you know, you take the appropriate action steps and you don't give up on the way and you continue and you continue because you're motivated and you reach your goals and you walk past them because you've already forgotten that that was a big dream two, three years ago. <laughs> because once you get going, once you create momentum, you know, you will just continue step by step by step. And very often, if we don't have a clear outcome in mind, we don't have, we haven't set a clear vision of that particular moment when we know we've made it. What happens is that you walk towards it, you walk towards it, you walk towards it, and then it happens, and you don't even notice because, of course, your dreams have grown as you have grown, as you have moved, as you have expanded, as you have reached greater success in whatever area of your life it might be. Uh, you want more. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. how we humans are. We want more. And we want better health and more muscles and more shape and better relationship and more money and blah, blah, blah. So we want more. And then you go past it and you don't appreciate the amazing work you've done up to here. And we need to appreciate ourselves. That is so important so that we have the confidence and believe in ourselves to take those next steps and to see that next big picture. And, and it's fun. When you do it like that, it's also fun because you're ticking off stuff all the time. You can say, oh, achieve that, achieve that, great. Pat yourself on the back and take the next step, you know, because that is, this is how you create momentum, excitement, and stay in the excitement. And then, shoom, and wow, oh, that's what it feels like. Wow, this is amazing. And when you feel that feeling before you actually create it, it's with you all the time because our body doesn't forget. Mm -hmm. so it's there the whole time. And uh, I show also some anchoring techniques in the book. Uh, I'm not sure if it's in the first chapter, but I show that so that uh, if anybody uh, comes to any of my workshops, that's what I do all the time. I love this stuff because we visualize that moment in time when life is really, really great, just as you want it to be. And then we anchor that, and anybody can do that at home. This is a take-home, I always say. Uh, it's a takeaway technique that anybody can learn really easily. You just have to do it. <laughs> and that is when you feel at the peak of that moment, when you really feel this, excitement, you know you've done it. I've, I mean, you know that feeling when you've achieved something that seemed difficult once upon a time, and now you've really done it, and you are aware of it, and you say, wow, I've really done it. This is fantastic. <laughs> and you anchor that. You anchor that with, like the athletes, you know, they anchor it with making, most of them make a fist, and they say, yeah, and they throw their arms up in the air. This is a way of anchoring. You know, they make mm -hmm. that certain gesture each time they win. They do it subconsciously or consciously, whatever, but this is how you anchor. So you can make it consciously by creating that moment in your future and actually anchoring that. You know, when you feel the emotion in your, I mean, I feel it in my tummy. It's sort of like, well, almost like being freshly in love, you know, this butterflies and the tickling in, mm -hmm. in your tummy. And when I feel this excitement and it's building, and this is when I anchor, when it's at the peak and I feel really strong about it, and I, I make a fist myself too, but you can choose whatever gesture 
suits you and fits you. And I shout, you know, I, I make a sound and the gesture at the same time. And I anchor this feeling of great success or of feeling totally loved or whatever it might be that you aim for. You know, you can create that. And you can make it even better by going to moments in the past in your life where you've had that feeling before. Because most of us have had those feelings before, you know, when we achieved something. And that can have been in school or in university or whenever in your life, in your career, with your family, with your boyfriend, whatever it might be. And also the emotion might be different, you know. If you want to feel totally loved because you don't feel that right now, then go back to a moment in your life when you felt totally loved and protected and, you know, and go back to that moment. Just close your eyes and imagine that moment again. And the emotion will come back up in your body because it remembers. And when you feel the heights of that emotion, then anchor it with a certain gesture that means to you total love. So it has to be yours personal and and make a sound or a little purr, whatever it might be in that moment, <laughs> and anchor it. And the same with success. With success, of course, we're noisy in most cases, right? We say, yeah, and I've done it, and woo, and I feel good, and I, I create that physical feeling of feeling strong, and I have that emotional feeling of being strong, you know. And you can get that back. That's a good part of anchoring. You can get that back. If you do this right and you can do it two or three times just to make sure that it's really anchored properly, and then you can get that emotion back whenever you need it. Can you imagine wow. how powerful? Yeah, this is powerful. Just imagine. Here's, you here's, here's the thing that I'm wondering, though. If I can imagine it and if I can visualize it, and by the way, I, I have to take a moment just to say when I first read, the, in particular, the first chapter, I was sort of sitting there going, well, I don't know, vivid vision, let me see. And I sort of had this vague idea. But you provide a really excellent example of what a vivid vision looks like in the first chapter. And by the time I went through it, I think it was two or three pages long, and I thought, oh, now that's a vivid vision. And it was very helpful for me to come up with my own vision with all of the specific things that I wanted to put in it. But the question for you is, if I can imagine it, then why do I need to write it down? Why is writing important? Why can't I just sort of, you know, dream a little dream every day <laughs> and just yeah, go on my merry way with my lovely stay, feelings. Exactly that, it will just stay a little dream because you dream a little day, a, a little dream every day. You know, uh -huh. and it might be a different, slightly different dream every day. You want to have this in writing so that it becomes, again, it becomes anchored within you, you know. You are really, you are creating your future. That's what you do when you write your vision down. You are creating your future. If you don't want to write, then create a vision board. I have a vision board and I write. You know, the more you do, the better. <laughs> I mean, the stronger. Mm -hmm. And a vision board can be a, a, a large cardboard, for instance, or it can be a pin wall or whatever it might be. And you put pictures of those things and moments you want in your life and uh, create it with that. You wanted to go to Hawaii. You've been wanting to do that for quite some time. And finally, before Christmas, you went. And I'm sure that you've seen Hawaii in front of your inner eye and, and, and oh, noticed yes. it in every magazine many times before you actually booked the flight. Oh, right? yes. yeah. Oh, and yeah. You, yeah, and you were looking forward to it, right? When you finally decided, I'm going to do it this year, I'm going to do it. Yeah, you, you feel the excitement and you imagine yourself already there. And this is what people need to do. I mean, this is really vital. And I can't emphasize it enough. Uh, Jim Rohn said, I find it fascinating that most people plan their vacations with better care than they do their lives. Hello? Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? And he also says, perhaps that is because escape is easier than change. Isn't that mm. sad? That's profound. Yeah, that yeah. is sad. 
but 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 true though. Very, Very true. true. Very true. So you know, speaking of change, here's here's the other question that I was sort of running through my mind because I, I hear it a lot, which is if I just live my life, if I get up every day and I do a little this and I do a little that, am I not going to get to where I want to be anyway? Hmm. If you wake up every day, you do a little that and a little this, you're going to get a little that and a little this. That <laughs> <laughs> okay. is very easy to answer because, you know, if you don't want anything in particular, this is what you're going to get. Nothing mm-hmm. in particular. A little, you know, a mediocre, average life. And there's nothing wrong with that if that is okay for you, if that's what you want. But if you have other dreams, if you have other ideas of what, you know, if something drives you, if you feel unsatisfied with your life, you feel frustrated that things are not working out, I can tell you that it is almost 100% sure that you have a dream hidden inside of you somewhere that you are not living. You Mm -hmm. have something big there that you want to get out, but you don't dare. And for many of us, and this is what the whole first chapter of the book is about, is to find out what you really want. What is your purpose? Who do you want to become? And and this is so profound. This is so big for, for most people that read the book. I mean, a friend of mine recently said, oh, your book is depressing. I said, what? Yeah, but that's to be or not to be, the choice is yours? Somebody said that was depressing? Yeah, a friend of mine. And one of my member, Toastmaster, uh, fellow Toastmaster members, and uh, she bought the book, and, and she she was in the first. And I said, where are you? She said, I'm in the first chapter. And I said, ah, okay. So you find it depressing? She said, yeah, because I'm asking myself all these profound questions, and I don't really want to look there. I don't really want to oh. go there because I'm afraid of the answers. Yeah. Oh. And that's what what many people find. And if they don't go past that, you know, then life will not change. Obviously, they're going to have what they've always had <laughs> and be who they've always been. Because I but ask see, that... If you don't like, but if you don't like the answers, that would suggest that actually you really do need to sit down and think about how you want absolutely. to change. Because that says, I'm not really happy with where I am in my life today. And that's why I don't want to think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you do that, she didn't know. I mean, she bought the book because she knows me, right? So she trusted mm-hmm. me, and when I talked about it, she said, oh, I want one, bring one. And so I did. But she didn't know what she was in for. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, I know an author, so I buy his book or her book, even so I might not be that interested in the topic, Right. So it's mm-hmm. different. If somebody goes to buy that book in particular, it is because they want some change in their life. They want to get unstuck and they want to live the life of their dreams. That's why people normally buy the book. But in yeah. her case, she bought it because she knows the author. So she wanted to see what I've written. Different way of approaching it, right? So she was really surprised that it is, you know, that she had to go deep within herself. And she said, I'm not sure if I want to go there. I said, that's your choice. <laughs> that's why the book is called To Be or Not To Be. The choice is yours. <laughs> is yours. Yeah. Well, with that, let us listen to our second clip for today. Um, and it, it deals with choice. Take a listen. Hi, this is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with her moments to be. As you can probably hear from my accent, I'm German, and I come from behind the Berlin Wall. Tragically, what I notice in people is that they build their own Berlin Wall. They build a wall around them that they think will protect them, but in reality, it imprisons them. It doesn't let them go out there and live their full potential, and live a life of joy and freedom. Yes. I was born in former communist Germany, behind the Berlin Wall, and eventually was brought to freedom by my parents. But as we all know, freedom is not free. You have to be willing to make some sacrifices. 
but it's a blessing. There's just one problem. Most people build their own Berlin Wall. They erect their own barriers to success. They wall themselves in, block themselves with their fears, their doubts and their worries. And they do not have a direction for their life. They don't know where they're going. They can't see over their own self-built Berlin Wall that is keeping them imprisoned like communism kept my family imprisoned. I am here to show people how to take down that wall, that wall that you've put up in front of your own success. I am here to show you how not to build it again in the future, but instead build something much better. Freedom is better. I had a very comfortable life under communism, and in the beginning a very uncomfortable life in freedom. But I don't know of anybody who would ever go back to communism, who would ever go back to slavery, who would ever go back to imprisonment if they had a choice. The same is true on a personal level, and we have a choice. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with some moments to be. You know, Barbara, the reason we're doing this um, so early in the year is because we were thinking that, you know, this is this is the cycle, right? So I decide I'm going to lose some weight, so I jump up and I go join a gym. And uh, for those of us who go to the gym regularly, what you know is at the beginning of every year, for the first couple of weeks, <laughs> it's really busy. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of tapers off because all of the resolution people go away. And uh, then, you know, the, the, the rest of us regulars sort of take back our gym and, and, and we smile at each other knowingly because we know all the riffraff have got. And that's what I think of when I think about this particular clip, which is that, you know, when you talk about would anybody ever go back willingly to prison, to slavery, to that place where you used to be. But, you know, it's such a compelling habit for so many people Mm. that, you know, we see this vision of what life can be, but after taking a few steps forward, we sort of lapse back into whatever that you know that 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 the, we we lapse back behind those walls mm-hmm. that we built for ourselves. We go back into that place of emotional slavery, that place of inertia, that place where we have always been. Not so much because it, it, it's it's good or it's comfortable or it's better, but because it's familiar. Exactly, uh, it's called comfort zone. Actually, we go back into our so-called comfort zone, even so our comfort zone very often is extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's just what we know. This is why we accept it and why we are okay with it because we grew into it slowly, slowly, step by step, slowly, slowly. And the same way we need to grow out of it. I never asked anybody to make dramatic changes. Why? Because most people cannot do that. You know, something really traumatic needs to happen before you are willing to make a very drastic change right now, this second. And uh, this is normally when we are in so much pain that we can't cope anymore and we say, enough, can't take it anymore. You know, very abusive relationships, for instance, there comes a moment when you just can't take anymore. And you say, okay, I, I can't take anymore. This is, this is it. You know, and you mm-hmm. walk out without thinking of the consequences, without thinking that you might not uh, have money to buy food tomorrow. You know, you might not have a roof over your head. You just walk out because you can't take anymore. But this is not what, uh, what I ask people to do in a book or in my coaching normally. I mean, just in very, very, very extreme cases, but not average cases. Uh, it's much easier. As we have moved into this bit by bit by bit, slowly, slowly, we also should move out of it step by step by step. And those steps can be the tiniest of steps, I can tell you. If you start breaking a habit by slightly shifting your attention and the way you do something, by slightly shifting, for instance, I now try because I'm terrible with paperwork, I hate it, 
<laughs> and so my desk normally looks terrible because I hardly ever get finished. And I have made it a habit lately in the last few months uh, to really clear my desk at night before I get up and stop working, right? So now when I walk into my office in the morning, the desk looks good. You know, it doesn't look sort of overwhelming with paper and piles of it, and I know, oh, my God, I'm never going to finish this, because that's that makes you feel bad. It yes. makes you, it's like, oh, no. So as I won't be able to finish it, I might as well not start. This is what a lot of people do. They say, oh, my God, this is so much, this is so overwhelming, I won't be able to finish it, and they turn around, they don't even attempt it. They don't even do anything in that direction. And, of course, the result is dismayal. I mean, the result is just terrible. So we need to shift slowly, slowly, step by baby step, and make a to-do list uh, that always asks yourself for every action you take, is this taking me in the direction I want to go? Well, now, you actually have uh, several assignments. This is the perfect segue. You've got several assignments in Chapter 1 of our book, To Be or Not to Be, The Choice is Yours, that um, I'm going to strongly recommend that our listeners uh, take and do between now and the next time we talk. And when we come back, we're going to talk about those assignments and what we have now done um, at the top of that particular show. So the question that I have for you then is, what would you like our listeners to do between now and the next time we get together? Well, I do recommend if they want to work on themselves and they want to have better results in 2012 than they've had so far, that they really get the book. It's a tiny investment of, I don't know, $15 or something like that. And they can get it on Amazon or they can get it... um, they can get it on the book website, which is www.thetobebook.com. And if they get it from the book website, then I will promise to personally sign it. Wow. You know, but okay. I only have about 10 books here at home, so they should not wait too long. Uh, when they're gone, they're gone. Uh, the rest is sent automatically with Amazon. So if they want to do that, and I will also send them actually as a little gift because it's New Year, right? It's a new beginning. As a little yeah. gift, if they buy it from the book website, then they will also get the first 20 moments to be in a physical Oh, nice. Movie. That's a nice gift, right? Yes. Okay, that's on www.thetobebook.com. Okay. okay. Uh, the assignment more than we have time for right now, they are all questions. And the first question is, what do you really want? And that is, imagine you had all the money you would ever need and could do anything you wanted to do, knowing that you would not fail. What would you want to do? Mm -hmm. So that's the first question. Imagine you had all the money and you couldn't fail. What would you want to do? Okay. And then ask you when you've written that, ask yourself whether what you've written would give your life more meaning. Would it give your life more meaning? And if it would, why aren't you doing it? Mm-hmm. What's holding you back? And if it doesn't give your life more meaning, why do you want to do it in the first place? That's true. So, you know, that gets rid of some of those uh, wishful thinking dreams that we don't really want. Uh, It's just like it would be nice, but it's not really important. Uh, Then uh, we go a bit deeper, and that is imagine that you've just passed away and a very good friend of yours is giving you a eulogy. What would you want them to say about you? Mm -hmm. This is uncomfortable for quite a few people and I do not want you to think about your death on the contrary I want you to think about the life that you really want right because that's what this exercise is about yes and and be critical there also you know ask yourself am I already living the life of my dreams is this what I really want and be critical and really 
know the areas that you know your life is still lacking in some way or other. It doesn't have to be anything big, but even you know small things add up and make us unhappy and uncomfortable in our life. Mm-hmm. And this is quite quite a big step. I mean, this is quite some deep thinking that goes into answering those two questions. And if you don't like the last exercise about the eulogy, it's very powerful. I recommend it. But then you can also say, okay, let's imagine that I'm 95 years old. My great, great grandchildren are sitting at my feet. What is the story that I want to tell them about my life? What mm-hmm. story do you want to tell your great grandkids? Well, you know, at the end of the day, um, I heard, uh, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, well, you know, you're going to spend a lot more time dead than alive. And so (laughs) we we, we really should not be running away from (laughs) thinking about what happens when I'm gone, what might people say or think when I'm gone, because, you know, we are all going to be gone at some point. (laughs) But I like the, the suggestion about the grandkids, because then it allows you to, to say, you know, if you're alive, and uh, let's just ignore for a minute that, you know, <laughs> the reaper is coming for you, then what is it that you'd like to be able to say? Because sometimes I, I hear um, great regret. You know, people get to the end of their life or they hit, you know, even the midlife crisis is about getting halfway through your life and looking back and not liking what you see and thinking, you know, what have I really done with my life anyway? And what have I really accomplished? And and, and where have I really made a difference? And it's that sense of disappointment that comes in feeling like I haven't really done very much of anything significant with my life, and I should have. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're trying to get to living a life. I like to say I, I, I try to live a life of no regrets. So you can look back and you can say, I did what I was supposed to do. But to your point, Barbara, in order to do that, you have to be intentional about the life that you are living, don't you? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, Not just drift, as you suggested earlier on, you know. What if I just Mm -hmm. sort of drift through life? Then, of course, it will not be an intentional life. And this is, you know, the greatest human suffering. And this I have this from doctors, nurses that work with terminally ill people, they say that the greatest human suffering is not physical because they can medicate that. It is mental. It is the, that pain of regret. You know, mm-hmm. you that you are at the end of your days, you know that you can't do all the things that you've wanted to, to, to do in your life. You can't do that anymore. And this is when people really feel the pain, you know. I wish I could still speak to that person and say that I'm sorry, or I wish I could have done this or that or that or that. And that pain of regret at the end of our days is the worst pain, worst suffering that is possible for a human. So we don't, I totally agree with you, we don't want to go there. We don't want to go there. We want, you know, to make up to our friends and family members that we didn't get on with. You know, even so, they might never become our best friends, but let's be nice to each other. Let's respect everybody, even so they have a different opinion and think in different ways. And Mm -hmm. let's not have regrets. I totally agree with you. Absolutely. Well, this brings us to the close of our show today. Barbara, thank you so much for joining me, and do you have any parting words that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yes, I would like to encourage you really, really, really to start working on these processes because they will give you insights that you've never thought possible. Make sure that you visualize exactly what you want to experience in your life. Have total faith that you will experience it, that you can make it happen, and then take consistent, unwavering, Action step by a tiny step. You don't have to run. You can start by crawling. The results will come anyway. So I wish you a wonderful, wonderful 2012, and I see you next month. Thank you very much. And listeners, thank you for joining us today on the Speedway Show. Join us next week when we're going to have just a fun topic, and it's going to be called Women Are Gold Diggers and Men Just Need to Run. Um, 
And uh, in the meantime, we'd like you to go and uh, check out the website, thespeedwayshow.com, and uh, visit uh, barbarahoffmeister.com if you want to learn more about Barbara. And um, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash thespeedwayshow, or Facebook, facebook.com slash thespeedwayshow. And uh, until next week or until next month or until, no, it's next week, until next week, Uh, Live well, live fully, and love deeply, and start taking those steps to make your dreams come true. Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Until next time, live well, live fully, and love deeply. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.